I'm sorry, I can't do it justice. Oh man, it's been a minute. I don't know why we keep doing this to ourselves. Uh, well, I mean, just life happens. Sometimes. You know, it's no ifs, ands, or buts about that one. You know what else happens? Shit. <laughs> Shit happens. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to this one. This has always been one of my favorite movies, and it kind of leaves me questioning, whatever happened to Billy Crystal? Uh, I mean, he's still there. He's still around, man. Still doing stuff. Is he? Yeah. He's, he's got a, uh, a Netflix special. I did not oh, no. know that. Well, no, I mean, that's I made that up. I don't know if I, I can't back <laughs> you that up. You son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, let's get started with the 1991 comedy classic, City Slicker. City Slickers. There's yeah, it's plural. There's it's plural. There are three of them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, where do we even begin? I can tell you where to begin. The year. In Pompalona, Spain. Yes. For the bull run. You know, every time I watched this scene, because there's such a crowd of of men, or just people in general, I think it's mostly dudes that do the bull run. Well, yeah, because we're idiots. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Hey, yeah, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go stand in front of a 2,000-pound animal. So it's just, just trying to rip my asshole in half with a horn. That's it. Yep, bird's eye view of the street <laughs> is like cobblestone road that they're on, and because there's so many people dressed in white, it looks like they're swimming in a sea of milk. I don't know why I always <laughs> thought that. It's weird. That's it's just a very a, astute analogy, Morgan. Oh, thank you for not making me feel stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to use the word astute. Yeah, it was a... Uh, Good word usage. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. But this was a good way to introduce the relationship of the three main characters, Mitch, Ed, and Phil. Yeah, you can tell that they're all best friends and have been best friends for quite some time. It seems to me like they are uh, like, you know, guys that are in their late 30s that possibly grew up together like they were all from the same neighborhood. But it's weird because at the same time, I got the 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 sense that they did grow up together. Yeah, but I, I can see that. But it's odd because it's like, you know, they don't really know anything about each other's childhoods. Like later in the movie when they're talking about the best day and worst day and then, you know, Ed says something about when he was 14, like that's when his dad left. It seems like the guys didn't know that. But you never find out like when or how the three of them met Correct. one another. But I would be interested to find out. Um, but I mean, that's neither here nor there. The, the whole bull run thing is hysterical because you can tell that the three of them are terrified, but Ed, the, you know, Mr. Mustachio, yeah, he seems to be the only one that's having a good time. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think Phil probably was having a good time, but you learn that's because, you know, he wants to die. Well, yeah, because of who he's married to. When you, yeah, when you meet his <laughs> wife, it's it's very obvious. Arlene. Uh, but, uh, you know, when they get started running, you know, like Phil is the first one to find a way out. Yeah. You know, he find what is it, like a sign hanging off the side of a building? Yeah, that he jumps up onto. Yeah, and, and he's like pulls himself up to get away from the bulls. And then Ed, I think he jumps into a crowd of people, maybe. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. He jumps up over a fence and into a crowd of people. But I mean, I watching this movie, I've, I've realized that Ed is just a horrible friend. <laughs> he really is. Yeah. I mean, you know, when like I'm in my mid 40s. Well, early to mid 40s. You're but, on the right side of your 40s. For now. As am I. <laughs> but this is just one of those things where it's like, you know, even at when I was in my late 30s, I couldn't see myself being like, you know, let me go to Spain and do a bull run because that just seems ridiculous. Reckless. Yeah. I mean, definitely not something on my bucket list where I'm like, yeah, you know, I want a, an animal that weighs a ton to run towards me. No. Yeah. No. And then you learn that after everyone passes, like there are guys that like whip these bulls to make them more angry and go, I guess, run faster. That's just, that's not right, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) It's not. It's not right. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, so that leaves, uh, Mitch, you know, he's, he's the last one. Yeah. And the bull, like, singles him out. There's one bull in particular. Maybe because he's wearing blue. <laughs> yeah. Even though apparently they only see red. I don't know why. I don't I don't even know if that's true. I think that's just like a, an old wives tale that we heard as kids. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a psychologist. But yeah. But he's the only one wearing blue jeans and like a Mets jersey and a Mets, Mets ball, ball cap. cap. Yep. <laughs> yep. And bull targets him and horn straight up the pooper. Yep. Right in the ass. Yeah. Hello. And, uh, Don't sew anything up that's supposed to remain open. Okay. But this, uh, like right after that happens is where they cut to the opening credits. And this is something that they don't do anymore. No. And they did it for Christmas Vacation. And I feel like it was probably the same animator or animation company that did the Possibly. intro for yeah. uh, for uh, City Slickers, too. But it's it's definitely funny and entertaining. It's not one that you want to just skip past. Because it's nostalgic to me, at least. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there's all this stuff where it's a cartoon version of what's supposed to be Mitch, but looks nothing like him at yeah. all. <laughs> He's, like, messing with the bowl, dancing and stuff. <sighs> yeah. See, and those are like those kind of intros take me back because, you know, that's like stuff was simpler then. Simpler times. Yeah. Less pronouns. <laughs> don't get me started <laughs> all right um after the intro it it cuts to them in the doctor's office still still in spain and uh you you see phil laying uh, face down on a table mitch you know mitch i'm sorry yeah that's right phil's taking pictures yes oh good yeah blind him with the flash El <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, doctor <laughs> hello <laughs> but this is where you kind of find out how like Ed is kind of the perpetrator of these shenanigans, you know, these kind yeah. of midlife crisis adventures that he take takes takes them on, and you know, Mitch just feels like he's forced to do this stuff. And and he, I like he, it because he says he was like, "We're sheep," and he was like, "We're not sheep," and he was like, "Yeah." He tells us what to do, and we do it. And he's like, "Hey, did I make you run?" And he's like, "No, a two thousand pound raging animal spitting bull snot all over Spain. That's what made me run. You, <laughs> you made put, me stand in front of it. That's it." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that's, uh, to me, that's uh, not a friend that I want to have in my life. That just seems toxic. Yeah. So, you know, there is a bit of tension in regards to their relationship, just, you know, for the sake of, like, Mitch is a simple guy. 
I think and he's he wants kind of, simple things, right? And he doesn't feel like maybe that kind of adventurous stuff is for him, even though he's kind of in a rut with his job and everything, which you find out. Well, you find out it's not even just his job; it's like his life in general, right? <laughs> the minute he took away my authority, I should have quit. <laughs> <laughs> But I like when they're they're getting on the plane, and it's funny because it's like the three the three guys were the only ones that did the run, but their wives went along with them. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> when Mitch is on the plane, he's got padding all in, in his pants. What? I look like your mother. <laughs> <laughs> but then you meet you uh, you get to see Phil's wife, and just one look at her, and you can tell that she is not a an easy person to get along with. You know, Phil stops to say something to Mitch and then his wife is just standing right up on him. She's like, Phil, I'm standing. I know. God, she's such a horrible person. Yes. A horrible, this woman. But, uh, yeah, you, you start to see the kind of relationship that they all have and, you know, where they're at in their lives, you know, and Ed, he's kind of clinging onto his youth as much as possible. Yeah. And, you know, I think that his, uh, the way he's clinging onto youth is he's, you know, at the beginning, he's dating. Um, they're dating. He's not married yet, but that like 23, 24-year-old underwear model. Like, mom, you the, said, let's see what she looks like after she has two kids. <laughs> <laughs> the young Jake Gyllenhaal. I know, man. God, what an introduction to his career. I'm pretty sure that's the first thing that he ever did. I mean, just small, tiny role playing Mitch's kid. Yeah. But I I, I want to meet Jake Gyllenhaal in real life because I want to know if he can still do the shoulder popping thing that is epically disgusting. He's probably never thought about that. Yeah. And then... uh, I'd be curious, too. Yeah. <laughs> For <laughs> Who sure. could that be? I know nine people, and they're all here. Yeah, but the whole thing about Ed, it's like... Uh, and I can't remember who said I think Mitch said it. He said, like, uh, the older you date... Uh, the older you get, the younger the women you date. He said, pretty soon you're going to be dating sperm. Yeah, Mitch <laughs> said that to him. <laughs> But he was like, what? Phil's not complaining. He's like, yeah, but look at Phil. He's like, look at him. He's pretending to be asleep so he doesn't have to talk to his wife. <laughs> yeah, so they... Uh, You've met her. She's the one that gets plastered at the Christmas parties and calls him a retard. Right. <laughs> but I like how it cuts to them... Uh, it cuts to him waking up on his 39th birthday. Yeah, it's a year later. And his mom, like religiously calls him at like the same first, time when first, he was first when he thing was in born, the morning goes yeah. through the whole of her getting rushed to the hospital and everything to the point where like Mitch knows exactly what she's saying. Yeah. So, I like the father. Yes. Cause when he was like, I'll put your father on and he was like, Hey dad, how you doing? And he was like, I'm losing feeling in my left leg. Here's, Here's your, your mother. mother. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he's on the cusp of, of, hitting 40 and it's not settling well with yeah. him you two know. years ago i like his wife when she was like two years ago i asked what you wanted for your birthday you said a cat scan <laughs> what i had a headache <laughs> seems pretty drastic to me it's like you know just take a tylenol yeah and you know you'll be fine yeah <laughs> get over it it's like checking himself in the mirrors like do i look a year older yeah like, so, honey, it's, it's like five o'clock in the morning. Everybody we all looks look a year, year older. older. <laughs> <laughs> no, the I think my favorite part of the entire movie has to be the birthday, his birthday party, just because of the fact that I mean, Phil, 
in this is epic. You know, his mistress shows up and she was like, but I like, he was like, what are you, Nancy, what are you doing here? Who's on register nine? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Everybody's uh, enjoying the party, uh, mingling, socializing, all that. And knocking the door and Mitch is like, what? I know nine people and they're all here. There's way more than nine people at this party. Yeah. I don't know if he means nine groups. People, it's the only logic I can think of. Yeah, that or, I mean, I guess it would be, I mean, but even if you take the amount of people that are at this party and cut them in half, it's still more than nine. I feel like So I'm assuming that his wife was probably like, oh, come, like, they're my friends too. Now, a lot of people, when they see this girl who's this mystery lady at the door for the first time, they probably wouldn't recognize her by face, but they would definitely recognize her voice. Lisa Simpson. If you've ever watched The Simpsons, yes. And if you haven't watched The Simpsons, then by God, you are not living life. You have not lived yet. <laughs> I'm late. Why is she telling you this, Phil? <laughs> I missed my period. <laughs> I'm her boss. We have a health plan. And, and, and we, we, we have a health plan. <laughs> Fine, I'll just call him from the bedroom. The bedroom, ha! Huh, how would you know where the bedroom is? It's like, I'm calling. Go ahead, call him. I'm sure he's home. It's his night to be with the other neo-Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> so you, that's, I mean, this is when like 12 years just culminates into one night. And it just happens to be at Mitch's birthday party. And then, of course, after that scene is, you know, Mitch's wife, who's she's like, oh, great party. And she immediately turns it into something that it doesn't need to be. I mean, I do commend her for saying, hey, don't come to Florida with us because you're just going to be miserable and then you're going to make everyone else miserable and nobody wants to be around that. No, Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, she knows that he's going through something. Yeah, but I think she's looking at it as, oh, so this is what you've been trying to tell me. You want to have an affair. Like, you want to have an affair on me because Phil's having an affair. And it's like, well, no, Phil hates his life. And can't stand his wife. Yeah. The only thing that's probably good in his marriage is his two children who you never meet. Yeah. Mitch loves his family. He just he's yeah. in a rut. You know, yeah. it's not he's not being driven into the arms of another woman or anything like that. So, no. yeah, I don't know why she took it there. That because seemed a bit extreme. It's t- and I mean, I'm sorry to our female listeners, but I mean, you, you do do that. It's typical women behavior. You know, I mean, I've been married for quite a while and, uh, you know, it's well, quite a while. <laughs> forever but it's just one of those things where it's like you know i mean yes all women do this they're gonna make something out of something that's not there i don't like it yeah maybe that's why i've remained single (laughs) (laughs) good for you i live vicariously through you i don't do anything (laughs) i know and i love it okay (laughs) you think i want to be out there doing stuff way to set that bar high (laughs) (laughs) no i just want to sit at home and have some gd silence that's it Yep. I do enjoy that part for sure. I miss those days. But, yeah, she tells him, like, I'm not saying it's okay if you don't want to go to Florida. I'm saying I don't want you to go. Yeah. And then he makes a big deal out of it later in the movie because he was like, hey, my wife just flat out said, I don't want I don't want you around. And she didn't say that. No. She was like, I want you to go somewhere and see if you can find your happiness again. Because during the party, this is when... Uh, Phil and Ed corner him. Well, not really corner him, but yeah. they show him what their plan is for this this birthday. 
and this is to take him to this cattle ranch, you know. Yeah, to, to do a cow drive. To do the the whole. What, like in the, trucks? Yes, more bulls. Like, <laughs> you can't get away from these damn cows. <laughs> I don't know, what's what's Ed's obsession with these animals? Yeah. Jesus. I worked everything. I worked every weekend for a year to get you this. Yeah, and, and it's like, you could could have discussed it with him first. Yeah. It's like probably, but they know he would have, he would have said no. That's just his personality. Yeah, because he just doesn't want to do anything. Like, We've got to force you to get out of your shell. <laughs> Mitchie the kid. All right, Mitchie the kid. So no. he, he reluctantly agrees to. Well, no, he doesn't agree to it. He just flat out shoots him down. His wife is the one that's like, no, you got to go. Like, get out of here. We don't want you around. And she didn't say that, but that's how he took it. Yeah. Well, I didn't mean he agreed at that point when they were talking to him about it. I just mean eventually yeah. it happens and he goes. I do like that scene, though, because he uh, shows the cowboy like wrestling the cow down to the ground. And then Phil's just like, I bet I could do that to Arlene. <laughs> and they just look at him. And he's like, what? You've, what, seen, you've her seen her ears? Her ears? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're like, I think they were the first to show up uh, at the ranch. Yeah. And then the <laughs> dentists show up yeah and then ira and barry and i mean every it's I, it's weird how everybody introduces themselves because like you said yesterday it's like they all kind of reveal more about much themselves than they yeah. should yeah and i mean i understand some things but i mean i noticed it with phil because it's just one of those things where it's like oh hi you know this is ed and he's like yeah i'm ed i own a sporting goods store yeah his face yeah. is on the back of his jacket yeah and he's like yeah show him the jacket <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, oh, I'm Phil. He's like, I committed adultery. I lost my wife, my job, my kids. I have nothing really left to live for. Yeah. And they're like, oh. And then so Mitch just trying to break the tensions, like, oh, his jacket's being made. <laughs> <laughs> but I like Bonnie because she just comes up and she's like, hi, my name's Bonnie. I was supposed to meet someone here, but uh, they couldn't make it. So I don't even know what I'm doing here. I think I'm just going to leave. She's like, I'm feeling really out of place. Yeah. And it's because you are the only woman that's going to be on this cattle drive. That is true. With like eight other dudes. Yeah. <laughs> but then you got the two dentists. Yeah. This <laughs> is like, it's funny the way that this, this even comes up because yeah. it just kind of speaks to the younger generation, how they tend to make things a bigger deal than they need to be yeah yeah like, look at that we're both dentists and uh, we're black yeah we're black and we're dentists let's not make an issue out of it so, that uh, says the son and yeah. it's like his dad is like they're not making an issue out of it you, you are made the issue out of it's it it's like yeah god dang double dern right <laughs> cheese and crackers i can't take my son anywhere but then you meet iron barry who are basically like oh yeah like ben and cream. like ben and jerry's almost yeah he's like what you don't look like the like the ones in the commercials. He's it's like, like oh, oh, yeah. The good looking guys? Like, yeah. if it were us, could you eat? <laughs> <laughs> Woof. And you would probably recognize these two, even if you don't know their names. Um, the larger gentleman, if you've ever seen Billy Madison. Yeah. He and I mean, and he, did, he did a couple other Adam Sandler movies. I think he was the, uh, the caseworker in Big Daddy. He was. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And then the other guy, I mean, God, he's been in everything. He's been in a lot of stuff. I just, I, I don't know his name or what he's been in because he's never been like a lead. No, no. I think, uh, I know he did play uh, Larry in, um, uh, what is it, the nah, Three Stooges know. movie. 
Oh. But that's because he looked just like Larry. He definitely did. <laughs> he, he does. <laughs> to this day. Yep. <laughs> so, no, I mean, but, yeah, the cattle drive, I, they teach them how to do everything, but I like when the the ranch the ranch, the ranch owner, whatever, yeah. The ranch owner, he starts it off, and then Ed's just like, yeehaw! And he's like, that's a good yeehaw, son. <laughs> <laughs> this whole introduction is is funny because the, I, I, you know that he does this, I don't know how many times a year, but, you know, it's a good way for them, them to make residual cash. Um, yeah, it's a pretty good setup, man. For, for sure. And uh, they drive cattle from... Texas to Colorado. He's got his his whole spiel yeah. ready to go for each group of people that shows up to do this cattle drive, and uh, and then the cat. But it's weird because he's like this cattle ranch has been in my my family for five generations. <laughs> his yeah. wife is just like nope four. She 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 doesn't say anything. Yeah, she just she holds hold, up the four fingers. She's like shakes her head. Her head. Yeah, my husband's an idiot. <laughs> he does this every time. <laughs> I don't know how many times I have to tell him. You know, it's four. It's four generations. He's like, no, you, uh, you. I know you guys are all from the city, but uh, you know, after a few days, we're gonna have you doing the same kind of th- stuff. We'll have you roping cattle and, yeah, you know, picking up strays and going across country just as beautiful as heaven. Yep. And uh, he's like, you came out of here, city suckers. You can you go home, here, cowboys. Yeah. But I mean, it's I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just weeks. me because I've never. Uh, I mean, I've never. I've I've worked on a farm, but I mean, I wouldn't be like, oh, well, I'm a cowboy, so I don't really understand the entire purpose of. They drive the cattle from Texas to Colorado, and then they're there for two weeks, and then they, and then drive, they drive them, them back. back to Texas. So that to me doesn't make any sense. It's like, why move the same cows from one place to another? So they can get people from the city to pay money to yes, do this? I guess. To get this experience, I guess? <laughs> All right. <Yeah. laughs> it's just back and forth. These cows don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. <laughs> They're going forward because you're yelling moo cow <laughs> or your eehaw. <laughs> but yeah, they try, you know, they, they try to train and uh, everybody seems to be picking up on, you except know, lassoing, except for Mitch. Yeah. yeah, but I think Mitch just... He doesn't want to. I don't think it's not that he doesn't want to. I just don't think he cares enough to be like, oh, well, let me put my heart and everything else into it. Right. So, and then you realize that Bonnie is, you know, obviously, like I said, the only woman that's going to be on this cattle drive with like eight to 10 other men, including a couple of JR and TJ, Jeff, TR and Jeff, TR and Jeff. That's right. They're honest to God, real cowboys. Yeah. Alcoholics. Yep, and so was Cookie. Cookie was also an alcoholic. He, he very, very much was intoxicated yeah. throughout most of his <laughs> scenes. But Lord, like, we give you Curly. Try, try not, not to, to piss, piss him, him off. off. What? That's it. <laughs> so what? I got chicken burning, dude. But I got. I like when uh, when they're they're before they start training and everything. He's like, uh, tell them what they're gonna be eating, Cookie, and he says this. He's like. You ain't gonna be eating no uh, sautéed bottled water, uh, whatever the hell he said. Like he doesn't say city, city food. He's yeah. like, what you're eating is brown, hot, and plenty of it. Yeah, I mean, it's like he doesn't say what he's gonna be cooking. No, he doesn't <laughs> say the actual food. Yeah, you just assume that it's gonna be brown. Yep. <laughs> so it could be steak. I got it chicken burger. Could be chicken. Could be beans. 
<laughs> At one point, it was alive. Yes, but it's all brown once it's done. <laughs> once he's done with it. <laughs> but there ain't going to be no cookies. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Curly's introduction is funny because, you know. TR and Jeff are harassing Bonnie. Bonnie. Yeah, and Billy Crystal tries to stand up for her, which she does a good job. But Ed is like, yeah, I'll, just, I'll take the tall one. He's like, no, you know how you get it. It's going to be high noon. He's like, I'm just going to go over there and talk to her. Yeah. It's like, hey, how you guys doing? In that Billy Crystal voice. I yeah. can't do it justice. But what's Bonnie? Yeah. So, I think it's funny because he was like, yeah, I just thought I'd mosey on over. Hope I did it correctly. <laughs> I've never moseyed before. You know? Well, I've, even uh, chassay, I chassay sashayed once. Sashayed time. once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, so, I mean, that and then, uh, but I do like, you know, Jack Palance because he plays Curly. And may he rest. Yes. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal actor. But I do like that, uh, you know, he ropes. I don't know if it was TR or Jeff. I don't know. Which I don't one. know which one was which, honestly. Yeah. It's not important. They both suck. Yeah. So, but he ropes him around the neck and he was like, uh, you owe you owe this young lady an apology. And I just like he's sitting there and it's like, like, okay, no. one, he's already had his ass whipped. Mm-hmm. And he's just like. No. He still doesn't want to apologize. Yeah, I'm not going to apologize. And it's like, so he pulls out that knife and throws it straight at his crotch. Misses by just a few inches. And immediately. Yeah, and he goes, oh, God, I'm so sorry, man. Never happened again. (laughs) (laughs) So I just, you know, that just goes to show where it's like, I do like Billy Crystal, though, when he says, when he walks over and he's like, oh, you know, I mean, come on. This isn't 90s behavior. Yeah, like they (laughs) gave a shit about that kind of thing. Looking at him like, what? These guys aren't progressive at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but the whole reason, like, Mitch was going to invite Bonnie to go, you know, practice roping with them, like him and his buddies, you know, and she immediately wants to leave. Yeah, he's like, no, I think she's 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 okay with us, friend. Yeah. (laughs) You stepped on my foot. (laughs) He's like, the hell he did. (laughs) He's like, he did not get horse's ass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Ed is just... And it's funny because he was that one line they were talking about. And he's like, it's not a competition, Ed. And he's like, yeah, it is. Everything's a competition. Life is a competition. Yeah. And we discussed that, you know, he has passed away. So Bruno Kirby. Yeah. Yeah. So he lost that life. That's not right. I know it's not. But eh, well, (laughs) I'll deal with that later. So, yeah, this is where you meet Curly before you even know what his name is at that point. You see how leathery he was? <laughs> it's like it's a, like a saddlebag saddle with, with eyes. <laughs> I do like that uh, later when uh, he's talking about him. And I can't remember what he says, but he was like, he's behind me, isn't he? Yeah, because they're, they're about ready to get uh, go to sleep. You know, it's the night before the cattle drive. Yeah. But I like Curly just walks over and they're like, yeah, yeah, he's right behind you. And he was like, time to turn in. Everyone's like, good night. Yep. <laughs> Gets up and leaves and he turns around and he's like, I was just joking. Sorry. And he's just like, oh, crap, bigger than you. Yeah. I've used that line before, actually. When I still lived in California, my uh, my grandma lived with us, my grandma on my dad's side. And one day, like, I think my mom was at work at the time, and we kept getting, like, this guy kept calling the house. Yeah. And, like, a prank caller, whatever. And I think he would call daily. It's like he knew that my grandma was there typically alone you know because i was most of the most of the time at school during the week but then one time he called and i'm like i'll answer the phone this time and he was like i can't remember if he asked for her by name or not but i just used that line i'm like i crap bigger than you 
and then I just hung up on him. But you know, I was probably like twelve or thirteen at the time. I was time, gonna say in that prepubescent so voice. It probably sounded more like I bigger than you, yes, Mister. That's it. I sounded like a, a fucking muppet. <laughs> I love it. Oh Greatest man, story ever. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. But yeah. uh, I like when uh, Mitch is like, "Good night, sleep tight." And, you know, Bonnie's going to bed, and he's like, "See, that's flirting." Yeah, he's, he's like, like nah. "Nah, nah, nah, <laughs> ain't flirting." I don't think so. <laughs> he's like, "No, that's I like your ass. Can I wear it as a hat?" Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what that is. <laughs> but Be- it's different because, like, Ed keeps bringing up throughout the movie, like if. Mitch had the opportunity to get with another woman. It's like he's obsessed with that. Yeah, and he is just because of the fact that you find out that, you know, he has since married this 24-year-old underwear model who is incredibly gorgeous. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, and he even says it. It doesn't make any sense to me at all because he's like, I don't want to fool around on Kim. And it's like, okay, well, don't. Don't. Like, I mean, that's simple enough. It's like hey, very easy concept. Don't yeah. cheat on your your spouse. <laughs> yeah, period. I mean, my gosh, man, you. Pretty sure it says somewhere in the vows. Yeah, <laughs> about that. I think there. I think there's a thing. Yeah, a little blurb. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's in the fine print. That's it. <laughs> so it's just. I mean, but it's that's what you find out is you know he was like oh well she wants to have kids and. He doesn't. Well, it's not that he doesn't, but he's just like, oh, I just really feel like if I have kids, then that's it. That's like I'm with this one woman. So it's very it solidifies the fact that I'm married. This is forever. Yeah. So (laughs) it it reminds me of a old school when Will Ferrell's just like, I mean, I feel the pressure like, you know, I'm only going to have one vagina. This one here for the rest of my life. It's yeah. like, well, yeah, that's that's what you're signing up for. Yeah, that's what marriage is. But yes. I like how Ed uses the analogy of the uh, the variety pack of cereal. Yeah, you know the ones on special. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, so you you have the variety pack of cereal, and in one day, it's like you can't have the variety pack anymore. You have to pick one, and that's all you can eat for the rest of your life. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. And then you, you wake up one so day. Bad. Well, it's funny because he's like, and then you just wake up one day and you're like, I'm not, I'm not hungry. hungry. <laughs> you can't get an erection, can you? <laughs> like, hey, I can get an erection anytime I want. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> this is this tension, this odd tension between Ed and Phil. Yeah. Throughout the movie, and it's like Phil is calling Ed out. He's like, because uh, uh, he was talking about not wanting to mess around on Kim. He's like, then don't. Yeah. He's like, well, that sounds pretty good coming <laughs> coming from. The known adulterer, <laughs> right? He's like, "What's that? Can I get a can I get a price check?" Yeah, He's <laughs> price like, check. What do you, uh, you uh, register nine? Paper or plastic? <laughs> it's so fucked up. It is. But that whole scene, that whole line about the uh, who's running register nine? It's like, why is that your concern right now? I know. I know. It's like, not why are you here at my friend's party? And I mean, at some like, I'm really kind of hoping he's not that stupid. But I mean, part of you would be like, "Oh, I know exactly why you're here." Mm-hmm. But this is neither the time nor, nor the, the place. place to bring this up. How the hell does she know where Mitch lives anyway? Uh, because the housekeeper, his housekeeper, told her. Oh, he's at day at Mister Meech's. You go see him there. But yeah, she's probably never been there before. Here's the address. <laughs> 
I give to you. <laughs> it's okay. But I do like it when they were talking about a. I think Mitch says something about it later when he was like, "Oh no," he was like, "Yeah, that mistake showed up at his house and then showed up at my house." Because <laughs> yeah. he was talking to uh, Ed about it. Because Ed's like, "Oh yeah," it's like, "Well, if you could have sex with anyone in the world and Barbara would never find out, would you do it?" And he was like, "No," like I wouldn't do it. And he goes. I'd know. And he was like, okay, let's say a spaceship lands. And he was like, oh, good. Yeah, something that could actually happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, what do you have? Yeah, like a spaceship lands and the most beautiful woman in the world gets off and she just wants to have amazing sex with you and then leave forever. Would you do it? And he was like, no, it's like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. He's like, no, Barbara would never find out. And he was like, like it doesn't matter. She does. She doesn't find out. Cause I would know. Yeah. And I mean, that's a, very commendable because I think most men would be like, oh, yeah, of course I do it. So even though he's miserable in his life, you can tell that he still loves his wife and his family. Yeah. You know, but uh, that's when Ed's like, you know, you're one of those glasses half empty kind of guys. Yeah. yeah after the uh, funeral, because I like it when he was like, you know, it really stops, makes you think and stop and uh, stop and think. And then he was like, all right, I'm stopping it. it. And he's like, 25 like 20, minutes, 20 something. Yeah. It's like 25 minutes and 17 seconds. And yeah. you were like, what? And he was like, oh, I bet. Ed, $20. That you couldn't last 30 minutes before you start talking about death. <laughs> and he's like, what? Like, he was like, oh, yeah, no. He's like, we just came from a funeral, and it's your favorite topic. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I like when uh, they have that one stray, and this is like the first stray, and then they had this agreement. He's like, all right, well, you get the first one. He's like, I'll get the second one, and then and, and Ed will get the third yeah, one. He's like, we'll just do like a round round. Then him, and then you, then me, then him. And he was like, yeah, oh, okay. Okay, so who gets this one? You do. <laughs> oh, okay, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he, you know, he gets this uh, one stray uh, cow, and it's funny because when that other cow joins their herd, his horse starts like backing up like a car. Yeah, <laughs> next to the other two, <laughs> he's so like, weird. "Look, I'm moonwalking. <laughs> I'd like to thank all my fans." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh, I it's the cattle drive is is great, but I do like that he gets to bond with Curly. Because, you know, some of the cows take off after uh, Mitch tries to make the morning coffee. Yeah, he brings a battery-operated coffee grinder. Coffee grinder. Yeah. And it spooks the cattle, so they start running. Yeah. He's got a stampede in your tent. (laughs) (laughs) But I like that Bonnie's just sitting up on a rock, like, meditating. She's got headphones in. Yeah, and I can't believe that you still... I want to know what she was listening to. Like, they weren't over-the-ear headphones. They were, like... Like, uh, I mean, they went in her ears. Yeah, Yeah, I think they were earbuds, uh, the wired ones. But yeah, yeah, you'd still be able to hear any of the outside noise. Yeah, but I mean, she she got them things cranked up. I don't know. Yeah. So listen, you can listen to Pantera walk at a very (laughs) high level and I guess not hear anything. Clearly. (laughs) Doubt that's what she was listening to. Hey, you never know. She was listening to the sounds of nature. (laughs) In nature. (laughs) Weird. And then you got Ira and Barry. And who up were, next is the sound of a stampede. <laughs> <laughs> so relaxing. No, do it. <laughs> slowly. Do it. Do it. Do it. Very slowly. <laughs> but you got Ira taking a shower, and I, I don't know which one's which. Uh, I don't either. Uh, one of them's taking the shower, the other one's got the camcorder. Yeah, filming like, hey, mom, <laughs> see, we're keeping clean. <laughs> I do like when it, the stampede starts, and then. 
you know, he's filming, he's filming the cows. He's like, look, the cows are going away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bye cows. Is, so are we done? <laughs> Is that it? Yeah. I like it when they're trying to set up the, like get the camp after this stampede stops and they're trying to just like clean up the camp and everyone's looking at Billy Crystal like, really? And he's like, what? I just want to, want to make coffee. But it's, it's funny. It's like, what, what, uh, what got the cows to stop running was Curly just shoots his pistol up in the air. It's yeah. Like he could have done that like five minutes earlier. <laughs> exactly. But he does bring Billy Crystal. He's like, yeah, some of the, some of the cow got out and he's like, we're going to have to round them up. He was like, it's going to be you and me. He's like, alone? Uh, like, <laughs> yeah. And he was like, all right. He goes, I'll round up the rest of the cows and I'll catch up. And he was like, you mean we'll catch up? <laughs> he doesn't acknowledge. Yeah. <laughs> But I do like uh, Phil because Phil's like, I swear, if anything happens to him, you make it sounds like he's going to avenge Mitch's death. But no, he's like, I'm no. going to take a run at Barbara. Yeah, I'm going after Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do like, you know, and this is where, you know, Ira and Barry, like they're sitting down having dinner. You know, I think this is their first night uh, of the cattle drive. And, uh, one of them says to the other, he's like, well, what would be the perfect ice cream to follow up this this meal? And he's like, uh, I can't remember what he says. It's like a butter toffee or toasted something. Yeah. Uh, he's like, uh, no, I can't. Re- I can't remember what he actually said. Yeah, I don't remember. Either, but I know it's after they get back because uh, after uh, Mitch and Curly get back because he's feeding Norman. That's right. You're right. You're right. This was like the following day or maybe the the day after. Yeah. Uh, either either way, it's uh it's such a good scene because it's like uh, He was like, "What are you doing?" and he was like, "I think he says Ira." So I think the skinny one is Barry. I think you're and right. And he was like, "Ira can He was like, "He can, he can the perfect ice cream to for follow any, any meal. meal." Yeah. And he was like, "What?" He was like, "Huh?" And he's like, "Yeah, try him." He's like, "Go ahead." He was like, okay, he's like, challenge him. Franks and beans. And he's like, he's scoop, like scoop of chocolate, scoop of vanilla. Don't, don't waste my time. time. And then he throws his plate yeah. over so to he's Mitch. Like, he's like, come on, push me. Sea <laughs> bass. Broiled? <laughs> broiled? He's like, or sauteed. He's like, broiled or grilled? And he's like, no, he, sauteed. He, he's yeah. like, okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. He's Potatoes like, au gratin. He's like, uh huh. He's like, Asparagus. It's like it's like he starts sweating. He looks over. But I like his brother looks at him like, "Come on, you got it, you got it." And then he's like, "Rum Rum raisin." (laughs) (gasps) Woof. Like like, Barry kisses Ira on the forehead. What do you mean, woof? How do you know? He's like fourteen hundred retail chains. That's how we know. (laughs) (laughs) Woof. That's not an answer. Yeah. I. It's so funny because I'm sitting here thinking to myself like, right after he answers rum raisin. Like, and then they give each other like the wolf high five. And then immediately after he's like, well, how did he's like, how do you know he's right? And he's like, 1400 retail stores. That's how I know. And then they give each other like an extra wolf high five. They like the wolf. Yep. (laughs) And it's funny to me because we have up here. But then they start talking about uh, the secret of life. And he's like, yeah, it's just the one thing. He's like, no, Curly knows. He's like, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, I'm going to invite him over. He's like, actually, really good, great guy to talk to. 
I'm sure he is. And then he walks up and he was like, Curly, you want to come and sit and talk with us? And he's like, he is such a real cowboy. He sleeps with his eyes open so, so he can, can still watch so, the herd. <laughs> right. And then it's funny because everyone at the campfire is just like, uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's a, that that's a problem. Right? <laughs> I know. And then you just kind of be like, uh, don't worry. It'll come to you. Curly, <laughs> he'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> When in Rome. <laughs> Curly. Hello. <laughs> yeah, no, so they have to bury Curly. Unfortunately. Yep. But it's funny because they're like, don't you need like a license to do this? And then Cookie's just like, nah, this is where Curly would want to be buried. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But a lot of a lot of good stuff happens when it's just Mitch and Curly, you know, gathering the strays. You know, yeah. Mitch even brings up just making small talk about... He's like, if there's a you know, spaceship lands, and it's like, I don't know why he's giving this speech to Curly because, you know, Curly's not married. Yeah. You know? So why would it matter if he never spoke to that person again? Yeah. He was like, oh, you know, you ever been married? And he was like, nah. He's like, you ever he's been like, in love? He's like, oh yeah, once, once. And then he tells a story, and it's like, but it's so funny because he's just sitting there and he was. Uh, the story is he was driving a cattle from from Texas in the Panhandle. And he just looks out in the field, sun setting in the back, and this girl stands up. I guess they had been working in the field all day, stretches her back, so he just sees her silhouette. And he was like, oh, what'd you do? And he's like, no, I just turned and rode off. He's like, but you didn't talk to her? He's like, no. He's like, I figured it wouldn't get any better than that. It's like, you know what? That's great. He's like, like, no, no, that's that's not not great. great. (laughs) You could have been with her. You city folk worry about a lot of shit. (laughs) But it's funny because he's just like, "Eh, my choice. And he was like, I would have rode over and talked to her. And he was like, that's "That's your choice. choice. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, when he does the whole spaceship thing, he's like, is she a redhead? (laughs) He's like, I like redheads. (laughs) Yeah. But then I like when he's talking talking about his wife. And he was like, basically, my wife says, I don't want you around anymore. And he was like, is she a redhead? (laughs) (laughs) He's obsessed. (laughs) Hey, everybody's got his bag. Yeah, man. And that's his. Nothing wrong with it. Ah, uh, but uh, the birth of Norman is such a good scene too. Yeah, it is a great scene, and I've I've told you like I actually did that when I was uh twelve or thirteen years old. I was on my uh, grandparents' farm in Kentucky. Hopefully, you were wearing gloves. No, actually, I wasn't. <laughs> and um, I, my grandparents they had a few cows and a bull, and um, just one morning he would always go out and check the cow because one of them was pregnant and um he would always go out in the morning and check well one morning he just forgot so i brought it to his attention i'm so i haven't seen the cows all morning so we went looking for them and they were all in the woods Mm -hmm. around the one that was trying to give birth now the calf was you know dead but we still had to get the calf out Uh, i was wondering why why you had to help yeah for Uh, the record everybody this was a female cow Yes. Because only females can get pregnant. <laughs> Go, so, on. <laughs> Go so, on. So, I mean, but what had happened is I guess she had gone into labor some point, either in the early morning or the night before, and the calf wouldn't come out. So she would try to get up to move and fall back down. So it was determined that she had beaten the calf to death. Oh, man. But. He would have lost the cow too if we didn't get the calf out. So I Wait, had to. So was she trying to move or was she trying to move? <laughs> See what you did there. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So the only way was to actually get my hands up inside and 
pull her out. So the part when he pulls his hand out and like he's like, this was not in the brochure and like all that <laughs> jelly just goes flying. That's an actual thing. It looks like jelly. And it's funny because I told my uh, my uh, my papa, I was like, this is just disgusting. Did, did it smell bad? It didn't smell good. I can just I can I, just imagine it can't smell pleasant. Yeah, it did not smell pleasant. But I can sit here and honestly tell you, like, as soon as we got done, I went up to the house and I called my mother because, uh, you know, I was getting homesick. Because, <laughs> all right, because, no, no, keep me honest. Okay. <laughs> Go on. The cow only, it's only one hole, right? Or do they have a separate no, rectum? No, there's, there's a, I mean, they have a butt. Because it like, just looks like one gigantic hole back there. Well, it's like because they had to use a fake cow. I mean, they couldn't just use a real cow. So, I mean, they did the best they could with what they had. I mean, I've never seen a real cow, Gina, so I have no basis for comparison. But, yeah. All right. Nope, let's go. We're not doing it. <laughs> I'm not that curious. But uh, my papa, it was funny because I told him, I was like, oh, God, it's like I got to go and wash this stuff off. And he was like, oh, just lick it off your fingers. <laughs> All right. I was like, nope. oh, God. <laughs> It'll make your hair silky and smooth. It's coming back up. <laughs> <laughs> nah, so, but then, you know, Curly has to kill the cow because, you know, she was dying, suffering. She so, was suffering. Yeah. yeah. But I like uh, once he pulls the cow out. And it's like laying on top of him. He's like, look what I did. I made a cow. <laughs> I made a cow. <laughs> but it's like. It looks like you. <laughs> but in that moment, it's like finally Curly and Mitch have have a little bit of a moment yeah. together. You know, I like that the cow just goes walking off and he's like, look, he's walking already. You know, he gets that from my side of the family. <laughs> we all walked very early. <laughs> yeah. And when Mitch is talking, yeah, Curly has to shoot the, uh, the adult cow because she was dying. Yeah. Unfortunately. She was dying. She was suffering. suffering. But uh Succotash. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I was wondering how long it would take you to catch on. Jesus Christ. But you know, they're they have to spend the night, you know, separate from the rest of everyone. Yeah. And they get a fire going and Mitch pulls out a harmonica. And he, Curly's just sharpening his knife. Yeah, on a leather strap. And uh, like a real man, that's how men do it. Yep. Uh, yeah. Mitch starts playing the harmonica, and Curly tells him to stop. And he was like, "Listen." He was like, "I understand." He was like, "I did make a joke at your expense because the first time I ever tried to talk to you embarrassed me." He's like, "So, so He's like, I now yeah. you're over there sharpening your knife, trying to scare me, which you're doing a pretty good job." Yep. But if you're gonna kill me, then Dude. get on with it. If not. not Shut, Shut the, the hell, hell up. I'm, I'm on, on vacation. vacation. <laughs> <laughs> so he just goes over and sits down, but I like it when he starts playing again. He's, he's like, but you could hear how shaky his voice. <laughs> yeah. It's so, he did that so well. I mean, I don't know if that was like after like post edit kind of thing or if he actually did that, but it was very effective. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Curly starts singing the song that Mitch is playing on the harmonica, which I, I just know something about tumbling tumbleweeds. Yeah, the tumbling tumbleweeds. It's just Google it. It's yep. Google, it's Googleable, I think. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, so then, uh, yeah, they finally catch up, and then that's when Curly uh, eventually passes away. May he rest. May he rest. And I think this is a good spot for a break. Um, uh, yeah. Why oh, not? Okay. So we'll be back in five. Hey, if we're not back in twenty, come looking.
Just wait longer. <laughs> and just like that, we're back. Motherfucker. <laughs> That's right. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to give credit. I mean, I know you... you kind of touched on it a little bit now that sounds disgusting <laughs> let me rewind <laughs> you know what stop everything yes we're we're done <laughs> this episode episode <laughs> out <laughs> can't wait to see you guys next week <laughs> oh god <laughs> touch it, nation touch out. it again <laughs> so no the scene where you know jake has his dad come to school you know this is like bring your dad to work kind of deal yeah so the first guy that talks and it's like you only see him and Mitch you know and this big construction worker dude who's sitting on a chair with his ass crack hanging out and that's all that Mitch can focus on correct <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> disgusting <laughs> but uh it, this story that he tells is so good because he's telling it to a group of like nine-year-old kids and he's not holding back anything no. and the teacher doesn't do anything to stop it she just makes faces the entire yeah. time that's like it's like, yeah, so we got this whole sidewalk blocked off, and this lady comes. You know the lady with the huge, huge dark glasses yeah, and, and the, the Bloomingdale, Bloomingdale bags. bags. She just walks right through our tape, and I yell down, hey, you stupid bitch. <laughs> you can't go to that through there. <laughs> it's like, then a pipe fitting bursts, and this huge 2,000-pound goddamn crane comes crashing right down on her legs, and she's like, oh, my God, my legs, my legs. And I'm like, so yeah, I'm no you fucking shit, your shit legs. legs. You got a 2,000-pound goddamn crane on. <laughs> <laughs> so you know how sometimes in emergency situations you get, like, superhuman straight? <laughs> so I reached down. I was able to lift up the crane. And then Armando, I think is the name that he's yeah. <laughs> was able to swing, you know, swing or slide her out from underneath the crane. And the and doctors doctor. were able to save her legs. So the moral of the story is don't <laughs> don't, don't walk go. where you're not supposed to, because there may not always be someone with superhuman strength to save your little ass. <laughs> and don't do drugs. That's it. That's it. <laughs> but then when they bring up Mitch. Yeah, he's like, Jake, do you want to introduce your dad? He's like, hi, this is my dad, Mitch. He's a submarine commander. He's like, Danny. He's like, he works for WBLM radio. I know. <laughs> <sighs> Super boring. And then he goes on this whole tangent about what happens when you reach each new decade of yeah. your of your life. You know, it's like when you're in your 20s, your 20s are a blur. When you're in your 30s, you just get married, you have kids, and you think to yourself, what happened to my 20s? Yeah. He's like, and then in your 40s, you're going to have a procedure. Well, it's a it's surgery. surgery. But, but you'll call, call it, it a, a procedure. procedure. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and then in your 50s, you know, you retire, move down to Florida. He's like, and then in your 60s, you'll have a major, major operation. He's like, in your 70s, you're going to... He was like, you have dinner at 1, lunch at lunch, like 10 a.m. 10 a.m. He's like, breakfast, breakfast the, the night, night before. before. <laughs> He's like, and then you go to the mall every day, and you're just walking around muttering, how come the kids don't call? How come the kids don't He's call? He's like, looking for the best frozen yogurt <laughs> yeah. place or some <laughs> shit. It's so fucking depressing. Yeah, and then he starts talking about, uh, well, what does he say? He's like, oh, in your 80s, you'll have a major stroke. He was like, and then you have a like a Jamaican woman who nurse. your who your wife hates but you call mama any questions <laughs> <That's it. laughs> and then once again the teacher just gives a face huh? oh my god these kids have nothing left to live for uh, thank you Mitch <laughs> yeah 
Thank you for depressing us all. <laughs> and the kids can't even react to it. They're just yeah. like, what, what's <laughs> happening? I feel the life being sucked from my body. <laughs> I hate it. So, well, going back to the cattle drive, Curly's dead now. So there's no one really to watch. You're just well, keep an eye on everyone and keep well, everyone. to make sure that TJ and Jeff or TR and Jeff are staying in line. Well, not even that, but you, I mean, you have Cookie, who is also an alcoholic and, you know, with no guidance really on this uh, cattle drive now, he just starts drinking. He just starts acting out. Yeah. He gets, he gets hammered. He paints a happy face on his ass. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, drives the, uh, what the hell? Carriage with all the food in it? Yeah. And they're like, he's everybody. just throwing our food away. <laughs> That's what Ira's <laughs> concerned is because he's the big one. But it's funny because he's going straight towards that ravine. And he's like, he's going towards a ravine. And he's like, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure easy. they see it. Yeah. <laughs> now, they just, you know, obviously he goes jumping off of the, uh, the wagon and lands, breaks both of his legs. The horses just fly off the cliff. And then I like Bonnie. She was like, I can't believe we buried horses. He was like, actually, no, the impact drove them into the ground. We just, we just threw some them. dirt on them. <laughs> like, what can we say about, it was like peaches and buttercup or something yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, so let's recap. So far, we've buried a, a cattle, trail, boss trail boss and two, two horses. horses. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was funny because he was like, oh, you know, cookie, both Cookie's legs are broken. So we got it. And he's like, oh, God, they're going to shoot him. I just know they're going to shoot him. <laughs> But the dentists, they're like, hey, you know, we have, like, we'll we'll take him to the nearest town. He's like, Dad, we're dentists. What are we going to do? Give him a cleaning? He's <laughs> like, no, but we're, like, and it's true. I mean, because to be a dentist, you know, you still do have medical training. Right. He's like, we've got medical training, son. He's like, we've got a better chance than anybody. He's yeah. like, and it'll still be fun. Yeah. He's like, ride with me. <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> so they take Cookie on. And then they find Cookie's whiskey. So obviously, TR and Jeff, they get drunk that night. And they do some, I mean, like I've been drunk before, but I don't think I've ever been drunk to where I'm like, you know, let me go get this calf, put a gun in its mouth and to force this guy to come out yeah, and fuck like with talk Mitch. to us. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's ridiculous. This is pretty messed up scene. It's like this, this scene always bothered me because it's yeah. like, I hate cruelty to animals in any sense yeah i mean i I don't like seeing animals in movies die and anything like that humans yeah sure that's fine you've made your choices (laughs) right but uh you know they see what's going on outside and it's like how does mitch want to come out and play yeah and they're they're like no don't go and he's like all they want to do is embarrass me so i'm gonna let him yeah so, he t- you know, he tries to tell him, like, hey, you guys go and sleep it off. Well, the gun gets drawn on him, and there's a huge fight, and Phil's the one that ends up with a gun. And, which, that, <laughs> that's hysterical. Because <laughs> it's like, of all the people there, you wouldn't expect Phil to be the hero, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I just like it because he was like, let's get some peace and quiet around here. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, I've got some sort of rash for making in the bushes. <laughs> So he's like, he's sitting in their tent and he's playing with this revolver that he takes from one of the guys. Like, and well, the, why and don't, you like, just, why uh, don't you just give us the, a gun? And he was like, oh, no, I know how to handle a gun. It's like, I used to keep one at the store. Yeah. You, know? you know, there's a lot of money. He's like, you got to count down the money at the yeah. end of the night. Yeah, he's make like, sure. make sure all, everything balances. You know, 
all that stuff. Oh God, I yeah. got nothing. Yeah, he's he just breaks down. Yeah, and he's like, "No, you're just you you get to have a do over." And then they start talking about like, "Oh, I remember when we were kids. You know, you always had the do over." And he's like, "Yeah, a do over." <laughs> it's like it's not that simple. Yeah, sometimes. it's really not that simple. There's a lot of shit going on. <laughs> so uh, Tr and Jeff take off. Because they're like, oh, probably afraid we were going to get him in trouble. And he was like, yeah, damn right we would have. Yeah. So they don't have anything. And they're like, well, let's just abandon the herd and go. And then Bonnie's like, what are you talking about? Let's just, we can't do that. There's no grass out here for them to eat. There's no water. And, and Ira's, then, Ira's like, he's like, well, I don't mean to sound cruel or anything, but so the hell what? Yeah. <laughs> but I'd like, uh, I like uh, Ed because he's like, I'll drive the herd. Yeah. Like by like himself. One guy. And then Phil's like, well, I mean, I'll just stay with them. And, I mean, you have to imagine they probably got, you know, a couple hundred head of cattle that they're trying to drive, which would be impossible for two people. I mean, I uh, it depends on the terrain, I guess. Yeah, which, I mean, they say it's pretty rough. I'm sure it's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but I do like that, Uh, you they, know. They don't know where the hell they're going either. Yeah. But Mitch, yeah, Mitch says that he's not going to go. Yeah. He's like, I'm just going to leave with the rest of them. Yeah, which is funny because I like, you know, he does leave with them. And, you know, Phil and Ed are going to, you know, drive this herd. And then, I guess, midpoint through the day, they're like, no, no, you said you were doing nah. And then, you know, he's trying to round up some stragglers. And he's like, ah, to hell with you. And then they start coming back. And he was like, oh, oh, so that's all I had to do. But then you see Mitch and they're like, hey. Hey, it's Mitch. It's Mitchie the kid. Yes, but, but it's with like, a different article of clothing. He's yeah. wearing Curly's cowboy hat. Yeah, but it's funny because I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, okay, now you're going to tell me that the herd is all just like in order now because there's a third person? I doubt it. I imagine that it's still going to be just as hectic. Not just any person. Mitchie the kid. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it makes all the difference. But, I mean, the three of them, it's like, it's good. You know, good for their friendship, good for their relationship. They get to kind of tie up some loose ends. Yes. You know, and they have this, you know, moment. This is their opportunity to be able to bond again. Right. And do something that they've never had a chance to do before. So, it's it's pretty touching uh, that the three of them got to have this this experience. And they're... They're basically having a, it's like the blind leading the blind trying to get this cattle back to the uh, the ranch in Colorado. Huh, is it ever? Yeah. <laughs> you got three guys out there that have never been on a cattle drive before. I have absolutely no idea what they're doing. One of them is like uh lasso incompetent. So, but when it does come down to it, he becomes a a lasso professional. Yeah. Because Norman somehow. Norman's going to die. Well, Eventually. There was a chance. <laughs> not well, today. Yeah, not 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 during this cattle drive. <laughs> not today, Satan. He, he died of old age, probably. <laughs> um, I think it was at, uh, when it was just the three of them when they have the whole worst day, best day thing. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember. Well, Mitch, you know, I think he, he was the first one. Yeah, his best day it, was when he was seven years old with his dad when he went to his first baseball game. Yeah, he's like, and, you know, up until then, he's like, all we had was the TV, black and white. He's like, so this is the first time I ever got to watch a game in color. Yeah. He's like, you know, so. My dad taught me how to keep score. Mickey hit one out. out. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, 
drinks. It was a good day. Yeah, and, and then Phil, out of nowhere, Phil's like, my wedding day was my best day. And he was like, you know, my dad was there. He was happy. He winked at me, and he was like, yeah, I just kind of figured out. Like, I'm no longer a goofball. I'm no longer a screw-up, yeah. yeah. He's like, he's like, like, you no, know, my you, dad's... You my, still are. He's like, my dad's not a, the warmest guy in the world, yeah. but, but he gave me a wink. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Arlene looked beautiful. He's and like, then they're what, like, what was oh. your worst day? It's like, Every day since has been a tie. <laughs> Ed, what about you? Nope, I'm not going to talk about I it. Don't, like, I don't want to play. He's the one that started the, the whole thing. Yeah. And then it's like, nah, I'm not playing this game. It's like, oh, come on, you got to He's like, no, I don't want to. Yeah. He's like, all right. All right. Time. All right. And then after a brief moment of silence, he's like, he's like uh, <laughs> talking about a situation where he's uh, Well, okay. So, well, okay. <laughs> okay, Ed. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh at so that. So my dad. He's, he's like, I'm 14. <laughs> and my dad, my mom caught my dad again. He's this like, time oh. she comes to, to the house to pick him up. Yeah. He's like, hell, caught her. <laughs> caught him. What yeah. God bless I it. knew it. She came to the house to pick him up. <laughs> you idiot. Yeah. So uh, I knew at that point, like, he needed to leave. He's no. He, so he's like, I went up to my dad and I told him, he's like, you know what? You're no good to us anymore. You're bad to us. We don't love you. He's like, like you need to leave. Yeah. He's like, I'll, I'll take care of the family. Uh, he, and he makes like he's gonna hit me, but then he doesn't. And then in, he just he takes off. And I've never seen him since then. You're like, God, what was your worst day? It's like the same day. <laughs> I mean, because it's like, God bless it. Oh, but then then like Mitch says his worst day. He's like, well, you know, while Barbara back Barbara, a Barbara found a lump, and Ed's like, Jesus. He's like, yeah, he goes, God, I spent the whole day. He's like, turned out to be nothing, but I mean, and he was like, oh, so it was a good day. And he was like, no, it was a bad day. He's yeah, like, but yeah, everything but it, had turned out to be good. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, come on, Ed, just let him have just his. Let him have his, his bad if day. If that's his worst day, then that's his worst day. I, I mean, mean, my gosh. That can still be a bad day, even if it ends on a positive note. Like a whole day, the majority of the day was shit because yeah. he was scared, you know? That can still be a bad thing. Yep. God. I do like the the VCR conversation though. He's he doesn't shut, get it. Shut up. He's never going to get up. it. He's like you've been talking about it for 4 hours. The He's cows like, can can record a program <laughs> by now. He's like you don't even need a TV to record it and he was like well, how, how am I, I going to watch, watch it? it? Well, oh, you need a TV yeah, to watch it. You need a TV it. to watch it. He's like so if you're recording He's like, don't you, you have to be on channel three, right? And he's like, no. He's like, you don't have to be on the same channel that you're watching. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh, uh, he's like, well, what about the clock? He's like, I'm going to deck you. <laughs> yeah. That's it, pal. <laughs> so, yeah, um, and then uh, then the rainstorm happens, and they're trying to cross the, uh, the river. Yeah, they're trying to figure out, like, uh, what Curly had told them, like they're gonna see uh, a like river a, and then a valley, right? So they have no choice but to cross this river with the herd, and uh, I think Ed goes out to see how deep it is. Well, it's funny because they argue about it at first because they're like, "Oh, well, maybe we could find somewhere shallower," and he was like, "Well, maybe this is a shallow part." Yeah, you never know. Yeah, and he was like, "That could take days to go back and try and find." And I mean, in all essence, Ed's the Ed made a good call. It's like you know, here's a path right here. We know there's a path right here. Here's the river. I'll go down, scope it out. And then he even says he was like, "It's not that deep," but the horse, like, just barely above the water. And it's like, well, that looks pretty deep to me. Because the horse is gonna be like eight feet tall. 
seven and a half, eight feet tall. And if Something its like head's that, right. just out of the water, it's like, yeah, it seems pretty deep to me. But then again, I mean, I don't know. That's why I don't go on cattle drives. Well, they go ahead and get the cattle to go across, and everything seems well. All the three guys make it across, too, and then out of nowhere you hear, No! <laughs> Norman! Yeah, and I don't know why Mitch didn't even think about Norman the entire time, yeah. getting all these cattle across. Essie just kind of figured, hey, you know, I mean... He could do Every, everything would be everyone strong enough to come across this. I mean, he's been walking since the day I pulled him out of his mom's gina. Yeah. <laughs> he knows how to swim. <laughs> it's boring, but it's part of my life. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he has no choice because he's bonded with this animal and yeah. he's got to save him. So this is where his roping skills are put to the test. Yep. And he succeeds. Yes. But then he kind of. Yeah, the horse gets pulled down. Yep. By well, the, I think the horse tripped. <laughs> maybe. By gosh. So, he, uh, yeah, so from there, you know, Phil and Ed have to save Mitch. Who's now, saving who's Norman. Who's saving Norman. <laughs> who's saving who anymore? Yeah. Everybody's saving everybody. <laughs> everybody love everybody. Yep. So, they, you know, they do eventually save, which really kind of... <laughs> sucks because they were still on the wrong side of the river <laughs> yep they gotta cross it again yep shit <laughs> so let's try this again take two we're just gonna hold norman up over our heads i guess <laughs> yeah either that or uh just keep him lassoed and uh drag his ass across the river <laughs> but honestly like all jokes aside this has always been one of my favorite scenes because it's so it's such an emotional scene because you don't want anything to happen to norman and then at the same time, you don't want anything happening to Mitch either. Or so Ed when, or Phil. When everybody is saved, it's like they just have this moment where it's like, we almost lost you, man. <laughs> and then, and then, But you didn't. Yeah. So it was a good day. <laughs> <laughs> Today's my best day. But it's like, it, it was such an, I, I remember crying, I think, the first couple times I, I saw this movie at that scene because it, it was just such a touching you know, bonding moment yeah. with with the guys, and uh, to this day, it's still one of my favorite favorite parts. Yeah, that's a good part in the movie, for sure. My but favorite part was when it was over. Oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. My favorite part was when Jake Gyllenhaal does that weird shoulder popping thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's disgusting. I know it is. Felt my urethra shrink up, <laughs> but. So finally they get through everything. They get down to the valley and they show up at the the ranch. Which is funny because Cookie's there. I didn't think that they brought Cookie to the ranch. Yeah. I thought they brought him to a separate town. Like to get medical help. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. What do I know? Well, so maybe they just stumbled across that house. Or maybe they did and then they brought him to the ranch. Yeah. I don't know because he did have a cast on. Two and he, casts. He had two casts and the uh, crutches. crutches that he used to ring the dinner bell. Yep. And everybody so, comes running out like they had all found their way. And this is one of my favorite lines in the whole movie when the uh, the ranch owner, yeah. he's like, great gobs of goose shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because he has these weird southern-esque, I guess, analogies throughout the movie. That don't make any sense. Yeah. But... Like, when they're bringing in the, this herd, he's like, man, I tell you, I'm about as happy as a puppy with two Peters. 
It's like, where do you get this shit? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand it. I mean, because I would sit there and just be like, I'm as happy as a guy with two Peters. Yeah. Like, that'd be fun, but a puppy. Puppy don't know what to do with them Peters. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, dude, I do like when, uh, before they leave, like after they, uh, when they first get to the ranch and they're picking out the clothing uh, to wear, and Ed, he's got a... The red man. He's got dip. Yeah, the red man, chew. And he goes to spit into the spittoon, and, you know, clearly he's had no experience. Correct. So... And why he would aim for this spittoon that's like right near a bunch of shirts that are folded right next to it. <laughs> it's just bad placement of this spittoon. It's horrible placement. I'll they, take that shirt too. Yeah, because he spits right on it. Yep. That's never going to come out. Nope. <laughs> they should have put it by the door. Outside. <laughs> Stupid. They could have put it on the floor, literally right next to where you're checking out. Anywhere. Would Other have been better. right next to <laughs> all the brand new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, well, at the end when they get the cattle in, that's when uh, the son, the dentist's son, was like, well, instead of giving, and he even tells him, he's like, give you all your money back. Which you kind of have to imagine, hey, and I like the wife, too, because she's like, what? We she looks over at funds? him. Like, what? But you're sitting there thinking to yourself, like, okay, one, the trail boss died literally on the cattle drive. Does that suck? Yes, it does. Unfortunate? Of course. But then you have Cookie, who goes crazy, like crazy drunk, and destroys all your food. Like, I would fire his ass. Yeah, I would have fired him, too. I would have been like, oh, yeah, no, uh, Cookie, That you're now at this point you're a liability. And then you have the other two trail, trail hands that had to come up and be like, oh, okay, well, now we have to be in charge. And then they get drunk. Yeah, so you don't like, even yeah. see you don't even see them at the end. Yeah, like, a what? refund would be the least that this guy could do. But then the son's like, "Nah, I, I'd rather just help you drive the cattle back with my dad, going back to your other ranch." And he was like, "Oh, that's a that's generous, but you know we're we're not taking these back." He's like, "Normally, yeah, we just move them back and forth between the two ranches." He's like, "But you know, price of beef is like." Sky like through yeah. the roof right now. He's like, and I just can't afford can't to pass it up. It up. Yep. Yeah, which I mean, you know, that's that's how a lot of these farm people make money. Is you know they sell that they you know they get cows when they're calves, or they get cows and bulls so they can breed, grow those like grow those up and then sell them off yeah, to I mean, be like, slaughtered. That's he, how they make their money. He does make that point. He's like, it's like. It's not like they have a whole lot to live for anyway. Yeah. It's what they're bred for. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, so you see Mitch, you know, that evening, uh, he's just kind of sitting outside, just looking out at the herd and everything, and then out of nowhere, Norman comes walking up. Are you going to let them kill me? <laughs> oh, that's like, sorry, that's a lamb. That's, that's weird. It's very odd. Yeah. <laughs> out of place. Not that kind of ranch. Oh, Calder. <laughs> <laughs> he's like looking at Norman and he like looks behind him. He's like, what? Like me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, me? <laughs> what? Oh, God. But, uh, you know, he figures out that one thing that Curly was talking about. And yes. he never says what it is, but yeah. he, uh, I, I get the impression it's Norman, but I don't think it's Norman. But he does fall in love with this, this calf. 
Yeah. And ends up bringing him home with him. Yeah. We got a dog? Even a, better. Yes. <laughs> it's not really better. It's a puppy with two Peters. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because Norman is a cow. Like, so Where are you going to put it? It'd be a woman. Because bulls are the men. So, I mean. No, Norman is a bull. Yeah. Because remember in the second movie? Nope, haven't seen it. You haven't seen the second one? Nope. Does he go to milk the bull? Uh, John Lovitz's character does. Awesome. He's like, yeah, it's going That's- to milk the cow. You know, I thought I would, it would be nice to get everyone from fresh milk, so I'm tugging and tugging and nothing's coming out. He's like, Norman's a boy cow. <laughs> you were tugging <laughs> on his dick. <laughs> no, I've seen the second one. It's been a long time, though. Yeah. I, I know it, what I'm doing this afternoon. I mean... As far as sequels go, they they definitely did a great great job with that one, and the nice. fact that they found a way to bring Jack Palance back, yeah, was awesome. But uh, yeah, uh, brings the cow back with him, and uh, he Excuse finds me. his he finds his smile, which apparently he had lost. Yeah, he uh, yeah. found it in Colorado. Yeah, you know, so. it's always the last place you look. <laughs> she was like, you know, I've been thinking, Mitch, if you want to quit your job, he's like, I don't want to quit my job. I'm just gonna do it better. Yeah, I'm gonna so, do everything better. Yeah, and then uh, yeah. So they then they uh all head home. But I like it. She was he was like, oh no, I'm gonna. He's like he's gonna stay in the den. And but then I, and then at your mother's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. We'll, like we'll puts, open up a petting zoo. That way you can be with your mom. That's it. <laughs> but I like when he puts him in. And he's like about to drive off. He's like, seatbelts, everyone, seatbelts, Norman. <laughs> and she's like, Mitch. It's a long drive. <laughs> hope everybody went to the bathroom. Yeesh. Yes, yep. <laughs> nah, so, all right. Well, that is City Slickers, everyone. It's show enough is. And until, yeah, well, I don't even know what the hell we're doing next. But it doesn't matter because we're not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> because we don't know either. Exactly. We used to have a list. We don't. No, the list still exists. It does. Somewhere. I don't know where to find it. <laughs> I thought you were keeping track of it. I wrote it down somewhere. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's <laughs> not important. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. We enjoyed this. Hopefully yep. you did too. And until next time, Portable Podcast out. out.